0: So thank you all for such a warm welcome so far. I've gotten such an overwhelmingly positive response. And as many as 100 of you guys have tuned into my podcast, either on Anchor or iTunes. And I know some of you might be thinking, just 100? Um, If you're a hater, then you're probably laughing like, girl, it's only 100. 100. But considering I literally did like a Beyonce and launched this without any announcements, that's huge to me. And I sincerely appreciate all of you. So since I launched, I've been getting a lot of questions about exactly what I'm doing. So I thought it would be a great idea for me to come out from behind the curtain a little bit and share with you all my personal journey with intermittent fasting. I'm going to talk to you about how I got started, how I overcame the biggest hurdles, and how I incorporated intermittent fasting into my daily hectic schedule. So stay tuned. So allow me to take y'all back just a little bit before I talk about what I'm doing today but let me start off with a question. How many of you use food as a reward? Raise your hand. If you eat because you're having a good day, you had a great meeting, you heard some great news, you're just high on life and you feel the need to celebrate with some food or a drink, raise your hand, keep it high. All right. How about those of you who use food to cope? So times where you're Sad, or your day isn't going how you hoped it would, you heard some bad news, or somebody's just getting on your nerves, go ahead and raise your hand and keep it high. So, right now, if this was two years ago, I would have both hands in the air because I use food as both a reward system and a coping system. And I was on a slippery slope to getting absolutely nowhere. I was on the hamster wheel of dieting and exercise where I could not out-exercise my choices in food because I ate at every occasion. I mean, just think about your day. You know, you wake up and you have some coffee in order to cope with the fact that you got to get up or... I'm headed to a meeting. I know I'm going to be in that meeting for two hours. I bring a snack because I'm going to be sitting there for a long time. Or maybe I just got out of a great meeting that I thought was going to go pretty bad. So afterwards I go get something to eat. Um, I would get a snack before I got on the road because I knew I was going to be sitting in some awful traffic. So I was eating then. And then (laughs) let's say I pick up my daughter and she's having a good day. I'm like, oh, you having a good day? So I'm having a good day. So let's go get some food. Like every aspect of my day revolved around what I was going to be eating. Was I eating at the time? And that's not healthy. That's not right. And food should be used as nourishment for your body and your hormones, not as a reaction to your environment or what's going on around you. So that's where I was. So go ahead and fast forward about a year. And as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner, um, just life in general just got a lot more hectic, a lot more responsibilities. It felt like I was running out of time all the time. Um, I started to go hours without eating, like not even thinking of food. And I'm sure that a lot of you who share similar roles as a mom, wife, student, business owner, um, caretaker, like we all have a hefty amount of responsibilities lately and we can get so caught up in life that we go hours without eating because we're so distracted and we're so busy. Most of us stay in go mode 24 seven. Like if we're not sleeping, We're running. But going without eating because you're distracting is not what intermittent fasting is. Sorry, it's just not. It's not about forgetting to eat. Intermittent fasting is a mindful way of going without food for a determined period of time. My very first encounter with the word fasting started off with people telling me that I was starving myself. So before My intermittent fasting journey. A typical day for me looked like this. All right, you ready? About five a.m., I wake up. I get ready for work. I get my daughter up. I start to get her ready for school. Eight a.m., I get to work. Drink my coffee. It's pretty much the only thing I would have in the morning. Around eleven thirty, I eat lunch. Around one o'clock, I have a snack. At three p.m., I'll have a snack. At five, I'm ready to leave work and I go pick up my daughter. Maybe if I decide to work out that day, I'll get to the gym around 6:30, 7 o'clock. Um, I'll get home at nine, shower, tuck my daughter in, get my days, uh, get my things ready for the next day. And by like 11 o'clock, I'm way too tired to eat and too distracted to eat. So Here's what I do. I would grab some popcorn (laughs) or get like a muffin, go to bed and watch TV until I fell asleep at 1 a.m. That was my schedule. I was snacking throughout the day, even at night, in bed, falling asleep. I was snacking. So I never really classified myself as an overeater. I was just somebody that likes handfuls of food everywhere I went. So I would explain my schedule to a few professional trainers and nutritionists. And the first thing that they would tell me is, you're not eating enough. They recommended as soon as I wake up, I need to eat something in order to break the fast. And, you know, it, I heard it before. And so therefore I internalize it. But it wasn't until obviously now that I that I challenged it. I'm like, wait a minute. I want to lose weight. And I feel like I barely eat because I'm on go mode the whole day, but you want me to eat more so I can lose weight. Okay. Anyway, they also said that I needed to eat a balanced meal for dinner. So, I mean, that makes sense. Like snacking in bed, binge watching Netflix, staying up till 1am, those things weren't helping me reach my goal, but I couldn't figure out where I was going to find the time To fit in these more balanced meals and all of these snacks, uh, healthy snacks that I should have throughout the day. So let me just say that I love food and I love to eat out. But these professionals would utter these two words that still make my skin crawl. They would say meal prep, meal prep. Those two words make me cringe. No, I can't meal prep. No, I don't want to meal prep. I've tried it before, and nothing makes me feel more depressed than carrying around leftovers all day. I mean, essentially, that's what it is, right? And nowadays, nowadays there is an entire culture devoted to meal prep. Some people devote their whole timeline to taking pictures of food that they make, and they portion it out perfectly in these tiny black containers or clear containers. And they have it decorated with a nice carrier bag where they got their protein chicken on the side and a little bit of broccoli in one container. And maybe they put yogurt in another container. And if you're not careful, they'll have you believing that if you don't meal prep, then something's wrong with you. And that's what I used to get. I'm like, no, I'm not meal prep. Like I'm not meal prepping. I don't want to carry around the food. I don't want to eat all the time. So what am I supposed to do? But here's a little bit of encouragement to those of you who are out there that are just like me. Check my Instagram account. Check my Instagram transformation picture. Every incremental change that I made was not meal prepping. Meal prep was not involved. Matter of fact, I eat out about 80% of the time. And 20% of that, I'm not eating baked chicken, brown rice, and broccoli. (laughs) I'm just not. I'm only half. I'm, I'm half kidding. I love baked chicken. I love brown rice. I love broccoli. But I'm not going out of my way to construct these meals so that I have them throughout the day. And that's fine if that's what you do. But that didn't really work with my lifestyle. I didn't want to have to make my own food 100% of the time in order to see results. And I think that's my my point. So you'll learn soon enough listening to people that swear by meal prepping that you can't get the results that you want to get if you don't tote around your, your six meals a day. Because ultimately, unless I signed up for like a meal delivery program, there was no way I was on board with their suggestions. I'm just not home long enough to meal prep for seven days. I don't want my meals sitting in a refrigerator for multiple days. I definitely don't want to have to heat it up in a microwave on the go. Um, So what did I do? Well, I ignored these so-called professionals. (laughs) And I just kept going harder in the gym. I literally was killing myself. I was in the gym probably uh, at one point, probably seven days a week. For an hour a day at minimum. I think like Wednesday, Thursday, I would do two one hour classes. So between Wednesday and Thursday, I'm in the gym for four hours that day. It's a lot. And I thought, sure, like, surely I should be able to to put in the time at the gym and it would make up for the eating or or lack of eating or whatever I was doing wrong. But that's a lie. Eating is king. And that's why you're here today. When I first knowingly decided to intermittent fast, I had no idea of all the health benefits associated with it. I sometimes wish I would have learned about the benefits first. I just went on Google like many of us do and I searched fasting for weight loss. That was it. Because at that point, I had been fed up with spending countless hours in the gym day after day and not seeing the results based upon the work that I was putting in at the gym. I wasn't seeing results. I'd still have to pick my belly up to check the color of my underwear. I just want to keep it real with y'all. So after years of on again, off again dieting, because I did that too, I thought to myself, the only thing I haven't tried is not eating. So I Googled people's experience with intermittent fasting to validate that I wasn't crazy for wanting to try this. I needed to know that if I was going to try this, that it had to be worth it because at this point I was borderline desperate and I needed it to work because I love food and I love snacking. The one important thing I want to make sure that I mention is that while I was doing the research, the one benefit that kept coming across while I while I was reading article after article on intermittent fasting is that people kept emphasizing that you don't have to change what you eat. You just have to change when you eat. Well, that got my attention already because so many people are quick to tell you what you should be eating or what you should cut out. And I've never heard of such a idea or concept that never really pressures you to change anything about the foods that you eat. So, of course, I was ready. I'm like, seriously, I can continue to eat my my burgers, pizzas, tacos, whatever, and lose weight? Man, I didn't believe it. So, I was about to put this thing to the test. You'll need to assess your own diet to see if you have to cut anything out or add anything. But fundamentally, intermittent fasting does not require any changes to your actual intake of food. This is probably the one sole reason why I decided to try this. So I started intermittent fasting back in December, around the December time frame. And of course, when you're starting something new, you start off full of zest and optimism, like, yeah, this is going to work. And you're, you're kind of ready to Set the world on fire. Like, you're going to make it. This is going to be it. And four hours into the first day, I just knew that I was starving. (laughs) It felt like my stomach was about to eat itself from the inside out. I promise y'all. So I found a snack and I ate it. I was hungry. But I felt so horrible because I just, I couldn't even make it one whole day on this thing. On day 1, I couldn't even make it. So on day 1, I, all I kept thinking of was let's just try this again and just try to make it to day 2. I didn't I didn't I couldn't fathom that these people were were losing weight and not feeling hungry and hangry and I just started to think that the people that I saw on Google or the articles that I was reading were not a hundred percent factual. So I convinced myself that small snacking throughout the day was okay. Cause there's no way there's a bunch of people walking around hours and hours just without eating and not trying to kill each other, right? But that's not true. Like the snacking wasn't gonna kill me but it definitely wasn't helping with my intermittent fasting because that's not what it is. That's not the guidelines of intermittent fasting. I knew I was doing it wrong in the beginning. So I decided to reset myself and try to get serious. And I had to trick myself. Like there was no other way that I was gonna be able to kind of tackle this, you can't eat whenever you wanna eat type of program without some sort of hocus pocus trick that I had to do for myself. So every day, Around the same time that I would normally that I normally would be snacking, which is all the time I have to find something else to do, something else that would really uh, really require me to focus. I didn't care what it was. I would start a new project, um I'd call up a friend, I'd pay a bill like anything that required me to focus, not just take my mind off, but like focus, drill in, laser focus. Um, And immediately it would stop me from thinking about picking up a snack. And so for three days I did this because I, you know, I went back on Google and I did some research. I'm like, how long are these hunger pains going to last? Because how are you able to make it weeks and weeks on intermittent fasting? And they said give it about three to four days for your body to not get those hunger pains, to not think about food when you're not consuming food, and it worked. It worked. By the fourth day, I noticed that any cravings I had for snacks went away. Specifically, what I was so excited about, but um, what I was so excited about was the specific cravings that I had for the sweet stuff that I always wanted, um, muffins and cupcakes and things that I that I would consume that felt small but were completely uh, inhibiting my progress, I didn't crave those things anymore either. So I did that trick. <laughs> those tricks were about um, four to six weeks. And four to six weeks turned into about four months, and there you have it. Let me just tackle the fitness side really quickly about um, what I was doing in relationship to intermittent fasting, because I think a lot of people might attribute any sort of um, body transformations that I've had to working out, um, especially if you know me from the gym or you hear me talk about working out. I love working out. Um, at one point, I was in the gym seven days a week willingly. Um, some days, over two hours within the gym. (laughs) I would take classes back to back. Um, I just love working out, but the results that you see from um, intermittent fasting and during this time period, I actually not because of an increase in working out. Like I actually regressed in my time at the gym. I literally went from working out at the gym probably five to seven days out the week to maybe two days out the week. And I felt awful. I, I was actually one of those people that, you know, love working out, that breaks my neck to get to the gym. I take as many fitness classes as I possibly can. And just because of, you know, scheduling conflicts, my, my daughter's schedule, um, my family schedule, it was just so jam-packed that I literally could not get to the gym during the week. So I went from having a very strict workout schedule where I was in the gym multiple hours throughout the week to just getting it in when I could fit it in maybe on a Monday or Wednesday and two days out of the week, I was in the gym like 30 minutes, like nothing crazy. I just would get in and get out because I had other things that I had to do. Now, Saturday and Sunday, I could spend a little bit more time in the gym, so I would take a class or two. But I couldn't really beat myself up about it because there was nothing that I could do about our schedules. I just knew that I didn't want to jeopardize any weight loss goals that I had because I couldn't be in the gym. So I would just try to work out whenever I can, when I can or when I could. Um, so I say that to say that the results that you see, you know, if I post it on my account are not from spending countless hours in the gym. Matter of fact, I did the exact opposite. I was somebody that went from working out like a crazy woman to barely making it to the gym and you're able to see results. So this went on for about four months or so and I lost weight. Like, fat and weight that I was struggling with for years, fat from being pregnant, even though my daughter is much older, fat from eating out of control. My willpower is stronger and my belly was going down. But how is that possible? I'm telling y'all, intermittent fasting is the real MVP. Initially, seriously, all I did was change the hours that I ate. I even worked out less and was still able to accomplish so much more within this small m- window of me starting intermittent fasting than I have in the past 6 6 years of dieting, working out, hiring trainers, you know, whatever the case may be. But the one bonus that I want to give you guys has made a really really big difference. So you ready? I cut out sugar. So I'm not a fraud for admitting this, but sugar was a huge weakness for me. And I don't care what day of the week you follow, what diet you're following, what fitness plan you're following. There is no room for any sugary goods in anybody's health plan. I'm sorry. I knew that. I just couldn't say no to the to, to the sugary goods. I love them. You'll hear me say muffins, cakes, cupcakes, donuts. like. I would eat those things multiple times a day. And I just felt like I had to take drastic measures because I, I was desperate for this to work. And there is no place for those, those type of foods in anybody's diet, so I had to cut it out. I figured I would accelerate my results by easing up on the sugar. I still, it's not like I don't eat it at all, but I definitely don't eat it every day. But that's me regarding my diet. So since then, I've shortened my eating window. At first, I started out probably like a lot of you guys on the 16-8 method. So for months, I was following that. And then I learned about the warrior method where... You fast for twenty hours and you eat for four um, definitely don't start out on the warrior on the warrior method, but um, as I got more comfortable with sixteen eight, of course, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I just increased the fasting time. So I learned a little bit more about the warrior diet, and I started that, and what that looked like is. Um, one evening, I would stop eating around like 7 o'clock. And then I wouldn't start eating again until 3 3 o'clock in the afternoon the next day. That's actually my favorite method. But I'll do a little bit of everything throughout the week. I'm probably the least strict intermittent faster that you'll ever meet for the most part, I'll do the warrior method for three days. I'll do the sixteen-eight method for about two days. And on the weekend, it's kind of just the do the best you can method, <laughs> um, just because things are a little less structured on the weekends. And that's one of the reasons that I love intermittent fasting is because it compounds your best efforts. So on those days where you feel like you just can't do it, or you have an unexpected breakfast that pops up or or you know somebody invites you out for dinner and drinks you don't have to feel guilty you don't have to kill yourself in the gym the next day you just pick back up the following day and you keep it moving and when i'm hungry i eat and i'll adjust my eating window uh, accordingly it's so don't even make it a big deal intermittent fasting works that way so let me leave you with Intermittent fasting works. You just have to give it a honest try. Your wellness is unique to you and everybody's body is different and will respond differently despite what you may read and despite what you may think you know. Always proceed with care and caution. You never want to do more harm to your body than good. So give yourself a chance to experiment and try out new things because you never know what will work for you. Go ahead and share this with somebody that you feel like could benefit from this. It's available on five different platforms, including iTunes and Anchor and directly on my website. I also want to invite you to give me your honest feedback about this episode. So if you're tuning in on the Anchor app, you actually can send me an instant voicemail while you're listening to my podcast at the same time. If you have any specific questions about fasting or a topic you'd like me to touch on, go ahead and send me an email at goodgirlgoneomad at gmail.com, and I'll get right back to you. Bye for now. Hey, don't forget, I have an exclusive intermittent fasting guide for women for free that I created just for you. It's right on my website, goodgirlgoneomad.com. I honestly wish I had something like this when I started intermittent fasting. So, if you're brain spanking new to this lifestyle and you want to get started today, you're going to love this. It's a game changer. <laughs>